Amen. Thank you, Pastor Megan. If you have your Bibles, would you open them to Mark chapter 10? Mark chapter 10, and we're going to start with verse 13 this morning. Well, as you find your place in Scripture, thank you so very much uh, for your kind gifts and generosity. I speak on behalf of all the pastors. Um, I think, I hope I speak on behalf of all the pastors. Thank you. Thank you very much. It is a, uh, it's a joy and pleasure uh, to serve the kingdom of God, and it's a joy and pleasure to serve the kingdom of God here at New Beginnings Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. Um, you are a special bunch of people. Uh, what, Deb, what Deb might not know is that on the, on the weekday, on the Thursday night, I was asked to stand before you and answer questions. I wasn't told that I was going to preach until 3 o'clock that afternoon uh, when Jaron called me, Jaron Rowler, former bishop, and he called me and said, hey, Jake, we want you to preach tonight. I'm sure you can think of something to preach on. That was at 3 o'clock. I was before you four hours later, and so I had just led youth group the night before, so you're right, Deb, that's what you got. You got a, you got a youth message, and... Uh, and I think it's appropriate that you mention that this morning because uh, you looked just like this when I interviewed in front of you. You were eating pizza around these tables, and it was set up very similar to, to this. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's been two and a half years, almost two and a half. Um, I love you very much. I love you very much. Let's, uh, let's look at Scripture together. Hey, babe, do you think you could come? Thanks. My son is helping direct a choir up here with us. Starting with verse 13, chapter 10. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples. And he said to them, let the children... Come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. I know what you're thinking. What you're thinking is what I'm thinking. Oh, this is convenient. Of course you would preach on this passage. Uh, We've got little kids all around us. You just pluck this one out. It's low-hanging fruit. Of course, you have to. Like, did someone tell you on Children's Sunday, you have to preach on this passage? Yes, Bonnie, someone told me to. It's a miracle. The lectionary calls for this passage on today. Can you believe that? The lectionary, you're saying, what is the lectionary? Well, the lectionary is a set of texts decided by the church some 1,500 or so years ago. It's been around for a really long time, so you can think of it like this. Some 1,500 years ago, they decided we would preach on this text today, and it just so happens that the children are here. It's like God knew what God was doing even 1,500 years ago, Bruce. Pretty crazy. So I was with my kids yesterday, and uh, uh, we 
were getting a little stir-crazy. As you can probably tell, my kids were the ones that just left. They're still a little stir-crazy. And uh, I was home alone with them, and I could not contain their hyperactivity anymore, so I took them. And I said yesterday, I actually meant Friday. I took them on Friday to uh, Extreme Gymnastics. Yes, anybody ever been to Extreme Gymnastics? Kids, ever been to Extreme Gymnastics? It is awesome. My son did not stop running for an hour. One hour straight, he just ran and intentionally face-planted, laughed, got up, and did it again for one hour. It was so awesome, Jake. By the end of that hour, Ben ran up to me into my arms and looked at me and said, Dada, I'm go home. <laughs> he wore himself out, which was awesome. I had so much fun watching my kids do nothing but run, jump, and fall, and run and jump again, and fall again. I found so much joy in watching my children play. I think sometimes we can get so busy in our lives, and I also think sometimes we can take Christianity so seriously that we forget that God loves to watch us laugh. That God loves to watch us have fun. That even in our falling, even in our running, even in our jumping, God, I think in some ways, Drew is a lot like I was on Friday. Sitting back, drinking his red eye coffee because God knows God needs it, okay? I was drinking my red eye coffee, watching my kids go nuts, watching them frustrate other parents, and I laughed. And I think God sees us, even in our chaos. And God laughs with us because God loves us. God celebrates us and God rejoices over us. God welcomes us when no one else would welcome us. And so we come to this passage in Mark chapter 10 and we think that it's low-hanging fruit, right? Absolutely. So this is what we do. We have every Sunday should look like this Sunday because that's what Jesus does. Well, I think that there's more to this scripture passage than just the fact that Jesus let the little children in. I think there's something deeper beyond the surface of the fact that Jesus opened his lap and allowed the little children to come. Six and ten children during this time died. Six and ten. Under the age of 16, six in ten children, in the time that Jesus opened up the gates and let the little children come, 60% of children died. Oh, man. So when Jesus says, do not deter these little children, in fact, the kingdom of God is like these little children. The kingdom of God is like what? Like children that die? The kingdom of God is like what? Children that cannot defend themselves. The kingdom of God is like what? The innocent, the vulnerable, the susceptible, the dependable. The kingdom of God is like children who are desperate for life, who are yearning for breath. The kingdom of God is like those who are completely dependent upon someone to care for them. I think it's more than just intergenerational worship. I think the passage here is more than just a philosophy for us to build our kingdoms. 
I think there's something being said about the one who lets the ones dying come to him. So he opens up the doors for little kids who are probably going to die and says, come, sit with me. Well, who is the one that they're sitting with? If the kingdom of God is like children that are susceptible and vulnerable to death, what difference does it make where you go? If 60% chance that you have is to die, what difference does it make? Just get busy dying. But Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus doesn't keep these children away for more important people, for older folks maybe, for more privileged citizens. Instead, Jesus says, let the dying come to me. Now, Donnie, this passage is starting to sound a lot more like Jesus, isn't it? The same Jesus who walks into the tomb of Lazarus, who we know was four days dead. The same Jesus who heals Jairus' daughter, who we know was dead. There's something about death. Now, where does Jesus go? Psalm 139 tells us something about the destination of Jesus, and they use a word that sometimes can be and has been translated death. It's the word Sheol, and Psalm 139 says what? Even in the depths of what? Sheol. You are there. You see, this passage is more than just every fifth Sunday we need to, because the Bible tells us to do so, need to let Ben cause havoc in this service because we're a church of little children. It's more than that, frankly. If that's all we're doing, I'd rather do something else because it's annoying to me. I don't think Jesus is telling us how to do church. I think Jesus is saying something about who Jesus is. And I think Jesus is saying something about what the kingdom of God is like. In fact, he explicitly says the kingdom of God is like these little children who are at the end of their life, and so they run to me. Let them sit upon the source of life. The last thing that he says Unless you're willing to receive the kingdom of God like this, sorry, friends. You might be right in the center of the kingdom and not ever recognize it, not ever be able to receive it, not ever have hearts of grace that could hold on to it. To be true kingdom people is to be desperate, is to be vulnerable, is to be dependent have nowhere else to turn but to the one who is greater than death itself, who has defeated death and swallowed up its victory. There is no sting of death anymore because the one in whom we're invited to sit with has completely nullified and wiped it out. And then the last action of Jesus in this passage It rhymes with the great sport of chess. He what? Begins with a B and ends with less. He does what? He blesses. Oh, you're so smart. I don't know how you guys got that. He blesses them. 
I think in this passage, we're learning something about the one who welcomes in the least of these. And only he can bless them. We get a picture of all around Jesus, the very lost of this world, the very desperate and dying of this world. Yes, children, but not just children. Yes, this passage mentions children, but Stephen, I think it's more than just children. I think Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is like that which goes to those who have no hope, who have no voice, who have no one to speak up for them, who have no advocate. The voice of God goes to those who do not believe them in any, even though they testify under oath, that is whom God welcomes, is those who no one ever believes. Because <laughs> whoever believes children. Right? I think if this passage happened today, it probably wouldn't be children. It'd be Jesus and a whole bunch of women. <laughs> the kingdom of God would be like that kingdom of God is like those who have nowhere else to go. And the one who blesses is the one who has the right to speak life even into decay. What the church got that day was an image that was scandalous. It was an image that was countercultural. But without question, it was an image of inclusivity for those who could not belong or speak up for themselves anywhere else. So I wonder what it would be like for us, church. Now again, it just so happens that we have a living illustration in front of us that the children are with us today, but I was going to preach on this passage whether it was this Sunday or not. So I wonder, with the children around us, the noise, the chaos, the distractions, what it would be like for us to be a church that let little children in. Not just children, but yes, children. What would it be like for us to let the least of these in? For us to be the countercultural message for Lee Summit that the gospel includes, yes, even those, those with no voice, those undocumented, those who don't look like the rest of Lee Summit, those who cannot speak for themselves. In the last 10 years, the uh, free and reduced lunch in Lee Summit has risen by 75% in the last 10 years. What might it look like for our church to lead the way to feed the hungry, to include those who cannot feed themselves? There's a rising problem of homelessness in our society, in our town, I mean, in Lee Summit, Missouri. That's something that we don't like to admit in Lee Summit. And when I sit with city officials, they treat this problem like the worst plague that could ever happen to our community. They tell us that we need to solve it so Lee Summit can remain like what Lee Summit has always been. I don't know what that means, but that seems weird to me. What if we became the church that let the least of these into our home? What if we became the home for the homeless? This has nothing to do with social justice at all. This has everything to do with the heart of who our Father is. And if it looks like social justice, then awesome. 
If that scares you, I'm sorry. I just want us to be like God. (laughs) I just want us to be like Jesus. And when Jesus welcomes the little children, it's about the children, yes. But oh, it's about so much more. And so this morning, I want to tell you that you are the hope of your neighborhood. To live like Christ and to give your heart to Christ is to be a home in which the least of these are welcomed. The teenager that smells. God bless you teenagers, but sometimes you smell. The fatherless, the orphan. So many of us are already doing that. But that's not just for one couple of our church to do. It's for the heart of the kingdom to do. And the kingdom of God is like those groups of people. I want to thank Elizabeth of this passage like this. The kingdom of God is like that church who lets the little children in. The kingdom of God is like that person who lets the little children in. And are we talking about children? Of course, because they are amongst the most vulnerable in our society. But they're really just an analogy for the more uncomfortable things that we have a hard time letting in. So may New Beginnings Church be like God's kingdom, who opens their doors to the least of these with the message of hope that the source of life rests here, that if you need to live, you can come here, that if you are desperate, then here is a place for you to rest. May it be so that you become the very source of life in your neighborhood and in your community that where you are, the hope of Jesus rests. So you might go for a walk in your neighborhood and all of a sudden you have all these stray people running up to you. (laughs) May you open your arms wide and say, do not keep them away from me. For I have Jesus with me, the source of life for you. Would you pray with me? Father, your kingdom... (laughs) is wide open to the least of these. God, our community is growing in the needs that they have. May New Beginnings Church reflect your heart. May we look just like you sitting down welcoming those that have no other place. Would those losing their life know that there is a hopeful community waiting for them, literally around tables, pulling up chairs saying, sit with us. God, would you send the lost to these people, to their neighborhoods, and to their homes. God, may we have hearts that are like yours. To welcome you is to welcome the stranger. Father, may we welcome the stranger. We love you, Lord. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen.